Welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology forecast for March 4th through the 10th. This week, there are strong themes around working with our consciousness, how we perceive things, how we know the things that we know, and being open to shifting that, to allowing uh, new possibilities to come in and maybe even questioning the way that we've been perceiving things in the past and going forward. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a depth psychotherapist and an astrologer, and I'm so excited to be able to share the astrology of this week with you from a psychological perspective. So uh, first thing that that occurs this week that is sort of the beginning of the week influence is involving Mercury. Um, Mercury will conjunct Neptune, and then it will also change signs. So Mercury is the planet that symbolizes our thought process, our communication, our analytical and linear way of processing information. So the the things that we say, how we say them, how we process something at a more intellectual level, how we make sense of things. Uh, Mercury is also connected to symbolic ways of processing and symbolic ways of understanding. And even at a deeper level, Mercury is a symbol of how we connect to the other world or to the divine. Mercury is a symbol of the tools that we use to divine or to connect with something that is unseen or unknown or intangible in some way. So for example, astrology, uh, tarot, omens, dreams, these things are all Mercury territory as well. So um, this week, the way that we think about things or our ability to analytically process Mercury is coming into contact with Neptune, which is the symbol of <laughs> everything that is unknown or ethereal or non-ordinary in nature. Neptune is a symbol of altered states of consciousness, the things that we're aware of at a more subtle level or at a non-intellectual kind of level. So uh, at a more practical level, Neptune is a symbol of creativity, art, um, being in the flow, these states where we are, um, where we have these little glimpses of feeling deeply connected in a way that there is uh, less hold of the thinking mind on our awareness. There's more of a sense of being versus doing or thinking when it comes to Neptune. And I have more to say on Neptune in a moment, maybe. Um, so the the big thing is that it's kind of this uh, these very different energies, the analytical thought process, communication type mind, and then Neptune, which is about the the things and the experiences that are very difficult to put words to. So when these two come together this week, we may have experiences that are. Um, <laughs> that are either confusing or maybe very clarifying, but even in their clarity, it may be difficult to 
put words to it. There may be more of a feeling of clarity or a sense of clarity uh, without being able to necessarily explain that to someone just quite yet. Um, and primarily for, for most folks, when we have uh, Mercury conjunct Neptune, whether that is by transit or in your own birth chart, there tends to be this, um, this pull, this draw to experiences that are not where we're not in our linear mind, where um, we are lost in thought or daydream or we're in the flow of something. And so um, this transit is very conducive to any type of meditative work or creative work or mindfulness or things where you're trying to um, channel something, uh, which is the the nature of creative creativity is that you're allowing yourself to be a channel for something to come through. Um, of course, Mercury Neptune um, is not very helpful when it comes to doing the practical things that we need to do when we do need to, uh, in a more linear fashion, communicate something or figure something out. And so I think this is something to be aware of that uh, your analytical mind might take a back seat uh, this week, and that's okay. Um, I think that if you have any interest in incorporating uh, creativity or spiritual or mindfulness practices into your life, that that is a really, like, uh, there's a lot of support for you to do that this week. And I think that also those practices, anything that's creative or meditative or mindful, that that can actually be a nice remediation for Mercury-Neptune this week. Um, and when I say remediation, I mean uh, art, creativity, mindfulness, or meditative or spiritual practices. These are things that we can do to allow Mercury-Neptune to have a place in our lives so that um, that archetypal energy, so to speak, gets channeled into a creative project or a meditation um, practice or a ritual practice versus getting channeled into having difficulty explaining yourself or having difficulty uh, figuring out something that you that is really important for you to figure out. Like if you're, you know, I don't know, working on like your taxes or your budget or something like that. Uh, so... I think that's a helpful way to think about it and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be, um, even, uh, intentionally taking a walk if you can, um, and not listening to music and just letting your mind ramble and roll around. That's also, th that also counts. I think, um, anything that allows you to loosen the grip of your thinking mind. Now, so so that happens first part of the week, and then Mercury will move into, or actually, that's kind of like the majority of the week. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it may feel more present for us early in the week. And then Mercury will move into Aries. So this has all been happening in the sign of Pisces. Mercury moves from Pisces, where Neptune is, into the sign of Aries on Saturday the 9th. And so 
this is a very different experience of Mercury thought process analytical mind because we're going from Neptune and Pisces, which is very spatial, very um, abstract, and really more about being in an experience of something uh, to Aries, which is about doing and acting from the instincts or the uh, the enthusiasm or the passion it's a very uh it's a very doing oriented sign versus pisces is more about being an experience and so uh so there's kind of this shift so i think that that's it, it might be interesting to see how you feel especially over the weekend because we do have mercury moving into aries but also this weekend we have the new moon in pisces so we're we're not uh done with pisces uh so to speak when mercury moves into the sign of aries um that being said you know i think that there may be this sense of being able to think more clearly over the weekend and then uh, over the next month as mercury continues its path through the sign of Aries, again, because it is more about uh, being decisive, taking action, and also Aries is about prioritizing your needs, your preferences, your unique individual beingness. And so I think that uh, for anyone especially that has been having challenges with taking care of themselves or prioritizing their own needs, or even kind of like, I think, figuring out what your preferences actually are and sort of, um, you know, separating out, differentiating what is yours versus someone else's. I think that Mercury and Aries beginning this weekend can, uh, can bring some, some support to that process as well. Uh, so so that's the Mercury component. That's the mind, uh, the mind, divination, etc. Uh, this week, we also have Mars in Aquarius making a square to Uranus in Taurus. And so Mars is a symbol of taking physical action, fighting for something, standing up for something, drawing boundaries, um, advocating for yourself or for others. And Uranus is about radically changing a system. Uranus is about innovation. Uh, Uranus also has this strong theme of independence and claiming your independence and your autonomy. Sometimes it can, at the extreme level, it can feel like independence at, at all costs, sort of like uh, unburdening a desire a strong desire to unburden yourself from anything that feels like it is harsh or um, overly responsible or like it's holding you back from being your true self in some way and so that may come up this week I think especially because we're talking about Mars which is um Mars and Aquarius which is very much about our experience of advocating for ourselves and doing so in in a way that we're advocating for our own unique independent individuality uh, while also being a part of the group which is Aquarius and so um, Mars 
Mars Uranus in aspect, especially a square like this, there is a bit of tension. There's a bit of like angsty adolescent kind of vibe to this. And so um, I think this week it's really important, especially if you're feeling that, if you're noticing that, uh, to ask yourself what you need right now in order to feel like you have a sense of autonomy, like you have a sense of freedom in the situation. Uh, how can you express your individuality in a way that does not destroy the system or the situation that you're trying to participate in? And I think that I think that helps us sort of hold because um, when we have squares like this, there is a bit of compromise, and it's also kind of like holding the the paradox of the energies. In this case, uh, Aquarius, Mars, and Aquarius, which is about um, being yourself while also being a part of the group, being um, challenging the status quo especially when that is different, um, you know, than your uh, social conditioning or your social norm. Um, and then Uranus in Taurus, which is also kind of about uh, challenging that, that societal norm. And it might be the societal norm. It might also be what your norm is what you have become accustomed to in your life. And for those of you who are having a Uranus transit, where Uranus and Taurus is transiting something in your birth chart, this is going to be especially important for you because Mars is coming in and sort of like uh, like pinging that, that Uranus button a little bit more. It's bringing in especially an emphasis on boundaries, advocating, standing up for something, and then also how do you do that without destroying the the situation that you want to stay within. So that's Uranus, Mars this week. Uh, you know, I mean, I also want to note Jupiter is in there too. Jupiter is uh, nearby Uranus and Taurus. And so I think Jupiter brings some help to this situation. And Jupiter also is a symbol of... Um, of inclusion and and also like social justice and wanting to make sure that things are uh, fair and that there is equality. So I think that there's also kind of this like righteousness uh, theme that I'm feeling in this. And I think, um, of course, it depends on what's happening in your life and, and what comes up for you this week, what you're actually feeling. And I think the more that we can stay attuned to what we need what we need versus what we want what we can ask for and what is possible for us to um to receive from the situation um and if we can't get what we need what we want from a situation, where can we get some variation of that, whether that is um, a different scenario or giving that to ourselves in the best way that we can. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think Mars Uranus is is a bit challenging and it can make us kind of like um, 
there's kind of that angsty, frustrated sort of energy. Um, and I think also knowing that um, if you're feeling that, that is information that's telling us that there's something here where um, either a boundary has been crossed or a need needs some tending care. And sometimes it's that we cross our own boundaries. It's not like an out there situation. It's an in here situation. And sometimes those uh, there's like a synergy between those. Um, so I leave that to you to see, you know, how that sits with you and, and what would be best for you this week as you navigate through these themes. Okay, so uh, sort of like a finale of the week is we have a new moon in Pisces. So the new moon in Pisces is happening on Sunday, the 10th of March. It's exact at 2 a.m. Pacific time at 20 degrees of Pisces. And so new moons are this time of marking an initiation, a new beginning, a... Uh, the, the thing about new moons is it's also the, the culmination of inward focus, like um, psychologically, archetypally, the, the moon, the moon symbolizes our maximum point of internal focus at this time. There is no light being reflected by the moon. We literally cannot see the moon. Uh, when it is a new moon at this time. And this reflects our um, our inward journey. Whether we're conscious of it or not, it's this sort of psychological rhythm that we experience uh, over the months. And so there's this, this thing inside that we connect with each new moon. And sometimes that's conscious. Sometimes we know what that is. Sometimes we don't really know what that is. Sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it is more um, explicit. And so this is a time where there, um, this Sunday, where there is something new that we maybe have discovered inside of ourselves. And then over the course of the next month, it will continue to be elaborated and fleshed out in our consciousness and our conscious awareness. Out in the sky, uh, the moon begins to become more visible. It reflects more and more light. And this is a symbol, this light of our conscious awareness of the thing, whatever it may be. Uh, now, this being in Pisces, a couple things I want to say about this. So um, we look at the sign that the moon is happening in and also where it's happening in your birth chart, too, in relation to um, what house it's falling in for you, any aspects that it's connecting into in your personal birth chart. Uh, and Pisces, as a sign, is about, like we talked about, it's like it, being in the flow, being in your conscious awareness versus your unconscious awareness. And uh, Pisces is really about tuning in to the unseen energy around us, whether that is the emotions or your intuition or the, the energy of a room or being in the flow of life. Um, Pisces is a 
mutable sign and a water sign. Uh, so mutable means that the sign is has this kind of fluid quality to it. Mutable signs, there's kind of this like paradoxical shapeshifter theme to them where it's like there there's like there's a changing shifting quality to you can't quite pin it down and I think especially so with the sign of Pisces because it is a mutable sign and then it's also a water sign which water is one of the elements that is incredibly fluid but it can also take on many different forms it can be a solid it can be uh, fluid, it can be a gas. I don't know if vapor is different than gas. So, so it can really take on all of these different shapes and states. And so Pisces has this quality about it that, that it's like, there's this constant shape shifting. There's this constant movement. And so this new moon, there might be themes that come up around that, around how we experience change and fluidity and how we experience um, the not knowingness of life. Uh, Pisces also has themes around faith and trust in the process and surrender. And um, I think too, at, at a psychological level, Pisces is a theme of a symbol of having a flexible mind, a flexible way of approaching things that um, challenges any areas where we have rigidity around something where uh, we think, okay, it, it has to be this way or it has to be that way, or we have polarized thinking where something is either all this way or all that way and there's nothing in between and Pisces really challenges that it says well no there's there's lots of different variations and something can be this way and it can be this way even when those ways seem like polar opposites Pisces helps us to um, take things as they are moment to moment now the other components of this new moon are that it's sitting fairly close to Neptune, which adds a Neptunian kind of flair to it. Um, so this new moon is happening at 20 degrees of Pisces. Neptune is at 27 degrees of Pisces. And then we also have Saturn here present in Pisces. Uh, Saturn is at 11 degrees of Pisces, so it's a little farther away, but it's still there. It is still exerting its presence. And th this is a paradox also because Neptune is a symbol of the things that we cannot tangibly see or really identify. It's a symbol of art, creativity, spirituality, states of consciousness, and then Saturn is everything that we can pin down. It is the structure of reality. It is a symbol of time, mortality, um, health, limitations, boundaries, challenges. Saturn is a symbol of 
building confidence over time through experience. Saturn reminds us that uh, we can't take shortcuts to some things and we can't bypass certain things. And so we have these two together here. So this new moon, I think, may also bring up our relationship to wanting to transcend Neptune, wanting to merge with with a feeling of feeling free and light and feeling like we are connected with something greater, which is Neptune, and then also the limitations that we experience in life, the the very real tangible stuff that is, um, that may be actually very wonderful stuff, you know, like um, the things like uh, our relationships that we're committed to, the job that we have, the house that we have, the place that we live in. We may love all of these things and there may also be some challenges there too, or some limitations. Again, that kind of uh, the, the both and. And I think when we have um, Saturn, Neptune like this, it is um, asking us to hold both. That there is this transcendent kind of quality that we can tap into. Um, there's this magic in dreams that we have or synchronicities that happen. Uh, and we can actively connect with that. We can actively, just like falling asleep, you can actively uh, do the things that you know will lead you to fall asleep. And at the end of the day, uh, there are certain restrictions that we have to deal with where um, sometimes life is hard and this is Saturn. Uh, so, so yeah, so I'm going to pull some cards for us. I think that also, you know, I think that how you experience this new moon will also depend on where you're at in your life, like what your actual current situation is, how much, um, how much room do you have for Neptune versus Saturn? Do you feel like you maybe have an excess of Neptune energy versus Saturn energy and that this will sort of, you know, like bring those, bring those things to light. Um, as I'm shuffling these cards, I also want to mention our upcoming lunation. So we'll have, um, we're moving into eclipse season. So we'll have our next full moon uh, is a lunar eclipse full moon in Libra, and that's happening on Monday, March 25th. And then we'll have our next new moon total solar eclipse in Aries on Monday, April 8th. So um, we can think about eclipse season as being during Aries season because the north node is in the sign of Aries, south node is in Libra. Uh, so eclipse season is from March 19th to April 19th while the sun is in the sign of Aries. Um, and we'll, we'll, don't worry, we're going to talk more about all of that. 
<laughs> as we get closer to that time. And it's kind of like we're feeling into anticipating um, the, the time when eclipse season comes, which is eclipse season is a time of transition and change, um, transformation. It's a time where things can very rapidly um, progress, uh, where things can very rapidly uh, fall away, things can very rapidly come in. And there's kind of like, I think of it as this open doorway where the portals uh, to the other world open and where there can be this, um, things like chance meetings or new opportunities or you feel a sense of doneness maybe with the situation. And sometimes it can um, take us by surprise, but I think also it's kind of like nothing happens in a vacuum. So um, all the things that happen in eclipse season were psychologically leading up to that point. And so I think that's why it's important to, to mention it now. Okay, so um, I want you to get into a place where you can feel a sense of ease in your body and in your mind. Maybe that is sitting somewhere and relaxing your body. Maybe that's moving. And um, feel the sensations in your body. Feel the sensation of your breath or the sounds around you. Anything in your sensory experience. And as you hear the sound of my voice, you're also relaxing into your heart and any question or inquiry that you have right now. Simply be wanting some, some warm support for the week ahead. Uh, this is the Wild Unknown Tarot deck by Kim Kranz. Uh, first card is the Judgment card. And so the image in this card, there is this mass of what looks like black birds, maybe crows, um, at the bottom of the card, and they're flying upward toward the top of the card where there is this a large white bird that kind of looks kind of looks like it could be a dove but it's very giant like maybe a giant dove so judgment is a symbol of it's a symbol of our hopes and fears around being seen by the people that we care about by our loved ones, maybe by our community. And it often is a sign that maybe we feel um, 
overly exposed or like we want to express ourselves, but there's, there's a little hesitation there. It's kind of like, oh, it's very, you know, it's vulnerable to share yourself. Um, in this moment, I'm thinking about one of my favorite uh, quotes from the psychotherapist, uh, Marion Woodman, who said, it's easier for me to try to be better than I am to actually be what I am. And what she meant by that is it's easier for us to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing these things and I'm improving and to kind of like bolster ourselves towards improvement versus accepting the way that, that we are. And, um, I don't always think about that when I'm thinking of this card, um, but that is coming through in this moment. And so maybe that's that's something that, that's happening here. So um, judgment is also an encouragement to, to accept ourselves and to be authentic. And um, it's a reminder that when we do that, we can actually feel more connected to people, that we can actually feel more of like a real tangible emotional we we can feel emotional intimacy with people when we actually um share who we are and you know of course that doesn't always happen it really depends but this card is encouraging you to move towards that and to um and to notice where maybe you don't want to do that and kind of explore that the second card is the son of cups um in this card uh, in this deck the Son of Cups is, um, which one is it? It's the Knight of Cups. So in this card, there is this beautiful swan and it's sitting behind a cup, like a chalice kind of cup. And the, the chalice cup has this like um, rainbow. It's like there's a, a black thing in the cup, but then there's this like rainbow um material that's sort of like shooting out of it. So the Knight of Cups is a symbol of emotional maturity, that that process of emotional maturity. And I think um, that, you know, it can be something that happens early on. It can also be something that we're always working on, myself included, that, that it's this journey towards emotional maturity and um, emotional security, I think, too. And that really dovetails in with the, the judgment card, because in order to feel more comfortable being yourself and exposing yourself with people that, that are safe for you to do so, there does need to be a bit of like feeling um, feeling okay with your own emotions and taking responsibility for your own emotions and knowing how to move forward in a way that is um, is honoring your process and your thoughts and feelings. This card to me too just feels very expressive with the the rainbow material coming out of the cup and then the swan is just sort of like it's it, it has this very like poised sort of um 
posture to it where it's just like, yes, this is happening. I, I am expressing myself. That's kind of the feeling that I get from this. Um, and then the last card, the third card is the father of cups. So very interesting, two cups and two um, court cards. Father of cups is the king of cups. And in this card, there is what looks like a black swan with a like very bright red orange beak. And then there's one cup that's sort of like hovering above it at the top of the card. Um, what I think is really interesting is it feels like the Son of Cups is kind of like the beginning of the journey of emotional maturity, emotional awareness, um, working with our own interpersonal dynamics inside of ourselves. And then the, the Father of Cups or the King of Cups is like the culmination of that process where uh, there is more of a sense of security. And I'm also thinking about themes of self-cohesion where we feel like we have a good sense of ourselves like we feel um like we know who we are I think that's kind of like a big theme in here too with um with the son of cups that that maybe this is just kind of coming together for me now in this moment is that maybe there's there's this thing where we hide ourselves with the judgment card, we, we hide because there is, um, maybe it's not even fear of being exposed. Maybe it's like not even knowing what, what the authentic self or way of being is. I think so often that can happen, especially when, um, when we either have a lot of expectations, especially from a very early age or, We've been indoctrinated into this is how things are. And so we want to be good and comply and all of that good stuff. It's like then we lose this ability to even feel what our own authentic self is. And this is the judgment card. And then there is this process of exploring that, of being curious about that. What is it, what is it that I like and enjoy? And that that, that process is not always like not always a linear process it's very Pisces in a way it's kind of this like seeing what feels good and like oh that I like that no I don't like that and kind of like feeling it out and it's very um you know uh like being an adolescent is messy and you know you kind of try different things on and see what works and then as you do that there is this process of cohesion that that happens where there is a strengthening of the self there is a strengthening of the emotional body and the the core of the self and so um I realize that may sound kind of like heavy and serious for just one week because we are just talking about one week but I also wonder if that is maybe um something that comes up that you want to continue to explore again, because things like this, you know, we could do over a lifetime. So that is what I have to say about that. That is your weekly forecast. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, just a reminder that my name is Shauna McGrath. If we haven't met yet, I'm a depth psychotherapist and an astrologer. Um, 
I offer depth-oriented psychotherapy and astrological counseling. If you want to find out more about me and my work, you can find that on my website, theastropsyche.com. Um, and also, I'm really excited to share that I'm offering a new psychotherapy group um, that will coincide with eclipse season to help you make the most of this um, this transformational pocket of astrology. And so you can find out more about that on my website as well. That starts um, March 12th is when we start that eight-week therapy group. Uh, I'm wishing you a wonderful week and sending you lots of love. I will see you soon. Take care.